Only God can open the eyes of your heart. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Spiritual realities are different than earthly realities. Uh, Earth is a physical place. What we see with our physical eyes, what we touch with our physical hands, what we smell with our noses and hear with our ears are the things around us happening in this reality, in this sphere. Um, If I reach my hand out the window and it's a winter day, I'm going to feel the cold air against my skin. If I walk out the door on a sunny day in 90 degree humid weather, I can expect that I'm going to feel the heat of the sun and uh, my body will react to that. Um, And those are certain kinds of realities. Uh, In the teachings of Jesus and in the wider teachings of the scriptures, uh, often we are confronted with spiritual realities beyond Uh, this realm, beyond the realm of the physical uh, that we are so familiar with as human beings living life on this earth. Um, The physical realities are important. We need to be able to discern those things. And uh, all of us have heard stories of people whose bodies have certain um, afflictions that prevent them from experiencing the physical realities of earth the way that a normal, healthy person is able to. Uh, people who can't tell the difference between hot or cold, uh, people who um, are colorblind and don't see the vibrant colors of the world all around them. And so there are lots of folks uh, who uh, struggle in this life uh, to discern those realities because of certain things going on. And um, I think we should have compassion for those who, who struggle in those ways, of course. Um, but there are lots more people who miss the spiritual realities uh, surrounding them um, because they don't have the right uh, spiritual hardware (laughs) to discern those realities. The eyes of their heart have not yet been opened to the deeper realities of what God is doing, the ways and workings of God. Um, And so when the Bible speaks to us in ways that challenge us to think outside the the norm, outside of sort of concrete things. Um, if we don't have the eyes of our hearts opened, we won't have discernment on those things to understand what the Bible is really teaching us. Some of the literature of the Bible is prophetic. Uh, some of the literature of the Bible, particularly in the teachings of Jesus, are parabolic. They're taught through parables so that the uh, truths revealed are not necessarily concrete and clear. So that makes us search and ask questions and seek the Lord uh, to reveal these truths in deeper ways uh, so that we grow in understanding and we can see what God is doing uh, through spiritual eyes that are awakened to his truth. Um, And so this passage today, we will be in verses uh, 17, verses 26 through 37. It is a follow-up on yesterday's teaching on the coming of the kingdom or the end of the era, the second coming of Christ. Um, all of these things are um, latent in the teachings of Jesus throughout the Gospels. 
It's very clear that he talks about the end of the era. It's very clear that he talks about his return. And this is the second part in this teaching that we began yesterday. Um, And so we'll dive into this uh, as we uh, get going here. But as is our custom, let's go before the Father uh, as we prepare to study. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you for another day. Uh, We thank you for the gift of a new day. And we pray, Lord God, that you would go before us into it. I pray that you would set the stage for all the things that we encounter today, that we might see with eyes that are um, beyond the physical uh, to the spiritual realities all around us, that we might see what your hand is at work doing in our midst, and we might find ways of joining you in your work uh, so that we might have kingdom impact. Lord, we want our lives to matter, and we want our days here to be full of purpose, and so help us live uh, lives of purpose today. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word, even when it's challenging and and not uh, clear in a concrete sense. We pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you would have us understand. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Luke uh, chapter 17, 26 through 37. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife? Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord? they asked. He replied, where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. Uh, <laughs> this is a confusing teaching in some ways. Now we know uh, that uh, the story of Noah was uh, a sign of God's Uh, promise to Noah, but of the sinful generation all around him being incapable of uh, interpreting the the signs of the times. And um, so Noah went about his business preparing the ark, being laughed at and mocked for building a humongous boat like that when there was no rain in sight and everyone thinking he was crazy. And then uh, when the rain came (laughs) and kept on coming, uh, those who had been chiding him and making fun of him started to change their tune. They realized Noah was clued into something that they were not aware of. And uh, unfortunately, God's judgment on the earth at that time rained down literally, and Noah's family and the animals that he saved were spared uh, to repopulate the earth after the flood. Uh, And then in the days of Lot, before Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, uh, they were going about living their lives uh, just as as though there was no problem in the world, and they did not have spiritual eyes to see uh, God's uh, judgment coming, and it did eventually come, and their city was destroyed, 
and uh, you can read in the Old Testament that story to see all the things that happened and led up to that event. And so Jesus warns that uh, his return, when he comes to establish the kingdom in its in its full uh, reign, now we are part of the uh, present but not yet kingdom. It's present because the kingdom reigns and rules in our hearts because Jesus came to inaugurate the kingdom at, during his earthly ministry. He came to call people into the kingdom of God and open the door to the kingdom but its reign in all of its fullness has not yet happened, and that will happen at Jesus' return. And so he's giving some warning here, like in much the same way that people didn't expect the end to come during the days of Noah, or the destruction of judgment to come during the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. People will be unprepared for the Lord's return. Uh, He says you'll have two people in bed together, one will be taken and the other left, two women working, uh, grinding grain together, one will be taken, the other left. The one taken is the one who had the spiritual eyes to see uh, what the Lord was doing. They had the faith to believe in God's promises. They had the spiritual insight to see the workings and ways of God. Uh, the other maybe was skeptical, maybe you had a place of rebellion within that kept them from Uh, reckoning their hearts with God. Uh, But the picture is clear uh, that when the Son of Man returns, some will be ready and some won't. And so that's the message um, that we should take away from this passage, is that we would grow in spiritual insight and understanding so that we would have eyes to see and discern the ways and workings of God, so that we will not be surprised on the day of His coming, um, but that we'll be ready. Uh, that we will live in such a way that Jesus could come today and we'll be ready for his return. Jesus could come tomorrow and we'll be ready for his return uh, because we have hearts that are uh, tuned to the sound of his voice and we're living for him, walking with him, and ready for his return. And so that's my prayer for all of us, my friends. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to listen. And uh, we pray that God will continue to Uh, grow our insight into these words as we continue to consider them. God bless. Thanks for listening. We'll get caught up again on Monday.